speak a lot about gratitude these days. Most of the discussion focuses on being thankful for what we have as individuals. However, there's little discussion on having collective gratitude for living in Canada. On this NSP short, Peter McKay shares a few thoughts on this issue. Hey, I did a, a podcast with a uh, a gentleman who uh, is an Afghan living in Toronto named Shwai Brahim. Fascinating story. And he said something I thought was really important. He said, you know, this, this thing we have in Canada is wonderful, but it's fragile. Yeah. He said, just like a pane of glass. He said, when it breaks, trying to put it back together is exceedingly difficult. So you want to do everything you can to make sure that you you make that uh, as anti-fragile, uh, as robust as possible. Because putting the pieces back together afterwards is far more difficult than avoiding the breakage in the first place. Well, and that's very prescient. And I suspect that that Afghan gentleman, you know, having grown up in Afghanistan and lived through, if if he's, you know, roughly our age, the invasion of the Russians in the 80s, the external pressures from Pakistan to Iran, and the more recent conflict and return of the Taliban, he would have a much, much greater appreciation of what life could be uh, living under a totalitarian regime or having seen your country invaded and being at war. And that seems unthinkable. But there are people, veterans, very few of them now, most centurions, who went off to war as young people. And the history books, you know, uh, are sometimes forgotten. I think there are a lot of lessons of history that we are in danger of of forgetting, or at least not heeding to the extent that we we should. And it it, it is very, very personal. I, I just, you know, had a flashback memory of being at a school in Afghanistan where some of these girls that I spoke of earlier, who we were trying to help provide an education system, and, you know, they, many of them hadn't been in school for a decade and they were, you know, 15 years old. And this one little girl who was, you know, a little older than my, my daughter and just was stunning. She had these effervescent green eyes and, and all of the girls were so excited that we were there that day visiting because they wanted to showcase, you know, clearly their teachers or principal had told them, you know, these are the Canadians who you know, made this school possible. And, and so they wanted to show what they were learning and, and the, the classroom environment was just, you know, vibrating with excitement. And this little girl through a translator told me, I, I said, what, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to do with your education? She said, I want to be a teacher. <laughs> she said, I go back to my little village every day and, and I, I get emotional thinking about it. She said, I teach the other kids what I learned that day. And some of them were taking two and three years of, of a curriculum in a single year. Like they were just so intensely focused on, on bettering themselves. They, it was like they'd been in the, I don't to say they'd been in the desert. They were so thirsty for knowledge. They, they wanted to just soak it all up. And, and um, I remember thinking when I saw everything collapsing and, and the evacuation out of Kabul, like, 
where's that little girl? Her name was Anastasia. And uh, just think of all of those kids. And that's what's at stake. You know, that not to be melodramatic about it, but those are the things that can happen when civility completely departs. 